Welcome to the Mind Body Project Podcast. After over a decade in the health and wellness industry, Aaron realized that our bodies change only short-term unless our mindset changes for long-term success. Both our mind and body are forever linked. We are continually building up new ideas and tearing down old ones in our construction zone we call our mind. After this podcast is over, make sure you give it a like and a share, and please subscribe and review this podcast. I would now like to introduce you to your host, the man connecting your mind and body to create a limitless life, Aaron Degler. Welcome back to the Mind Body Project. Thanks for taking a little time to join me today. When I was a kid, um, y'all hear me talk about a lot when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, I went to a small school. Um, the town had maybe 300, um, 300 uh, people in the town. It was a uh, little name of the town was Bellevue. Um, the whole school was in one building all the way from K through 12th grade. And I was in, uh, when I started going to school there, because I was homeschooled before that, um, I was in fourth grade. And uh, of course, fourth and fifth grade, we had PE. Uh, but then we get into junior high, <clears throat> and I wasn't athletic. And as I mentioned before, I never was athletic, but it really wasn't in junior high. So I was in PE. Uh, so this uh, small school was a basketball school. I mean, they didn't even have, um, at the time, I don't, I don't even think they had volleyball. Um, they didn't have any baseball, softball, <clears throat> any of those sports. It was it was all basketball. That was the biggest sport was the basketball. Um, so there was myself and two other boys in the PE uh, class. So these coaches, they're, they're basketball coaches. They don't really have time for us PE boys. Um, because we were in there the same time as the basketball boys. So what do the coaches do? Well, you're going to practice basketball. That's your PE. They weren't going to come up with other activities for us uh, goofy, non-athletic, uh, awkward kids to do. So it was like, you're going to join in on um, on the practices. And I had no clue. I had no clue how to run plays. I barely knew how to dribble a ball. Um, it was just a mess, uh, but it was all basketball and all through junior high. So basically I practiced, um, during the period, but I never played a game or anything like that. Um, cause even then I was a short little chubby kid and it was hard to run up and down the court. I got, um, got tired and, uh, it was just a awful experience. But one of the things they uh, taught us in basketball was rebounding and how to rebound. Um, how to jump up, grab the ball, um, come down with it, keep it. Um, and, and some of those things I, I really didn't even learn. I, my goal was to stay away from the ball, um, not even get close to the ball. But some of the other kids, they showed how to rebound the ball. Um, some of them were probably way more interested than I was. And as my kids got into to sports, to basketball, and um, their coaches would, would teach them how to rebound and um, – my my youngest son, he was good at, you know, he'd grab that ball and he'd get down. He'd he'd cover up the ball and his elbows would go to flying, um, you know, that nobody's going to get close to him. So, uh, but they taught us how to rebound it. And and the same was true with my kids and, and all basketball. He teach to rebound, rebound the ball, rebound the ball, get it, goes up, done, go in the net, you're going to rebound. And it, with that rebounding, I thought, what happens? You, the ball is shot. Um, it didn't go in, so somebody has to get the ball back. You're you're getting it back. Um, and, and as I thought about that, 
you, you know, I, I thought about what, um, how does that apply to our life? And, and I, it made me think of, of what I call now, it's called the rebound effect. Um, and, and I used it kind of um, thinking about basketball, um, even though I have no idea how to play basketball, uh, but just the concept of rebounding the ball, um, uh, grabbing it, uh, holding it, and, you know, trying to be able to pass it off to another player. Uh, and I thought, how does that, how does that rebound affect um, apply to our life? And, and I came up with, with three different um, strategies for us to implement the rebound effect into our life. Um, so, you know, in, in 2020 um, was a was big year for COVID. Um, that's when it started. My girls were set to graduate um, in that May. Um, you know, having the gym, uh, the governor in Texas said, you know, we're going to be closed for a couple of weeks, closing all uh, gyms. Um, so, you know, we we were supposed to close, I think, I can't remember if it was till April 1st or April 14th, something like that. Um, so, so we had to, we did some things and, and, and closed for a little bit. And then, you know, that, that turned into even longer. Okay. It came April 14th and then it was the end of April. And then, then time just kept going longer and longer. Um, and, and, and during that time, I used these strategies for the rebound effect and implemented them, um, into, my business into synergy fitness into the gym business um, because you know that was a that was a, a hard time that was you know everything was closing down everything um, so I thought how can I um, h- how can I make this work so I used these strategies um, during that time to implement it and and really I've used them um, before then and and since then uh, to and I think they go. Uh, they're applicable across any issue we have in life um, is we can use the rebound effect. And and the, the first thing is just like when we shoot the ball and it misses the net, we look at, okay, what's the problem? Well, the problem is the ball's loose and I need to get it back. So the first thing is, what is the problem? So with COVID, man, that was easy. Um, when we're shut down, you know, okay, the gym shut down, you know, the governor says all um, fitness centers, all gyms have to close in the state of Texas. Um, then it was, you know, eventually, um, all over the United States, but that's the problem. Uh, so, and some of those things under what is the problem? What, you know, I wrote down the problem. What's the problem in detail? Um, you know, for, for the gym, it was like, okay, the problem is I I can't be open as a public, uh, gym. Um, you know, what are my members going to do? Uh, how am I going to make revenue? All these different things. I wrote it down in detail. And then then I started um, under that, what's the problem? I started analyzing the parts of the problem. Okay. My, my, my clients can't work out. My members can't work out. Um, you know, they, they might work out at home. Um, they might not. Uh, they, um, you know, the, for the gym, parts of the problem was we can't be open um, as a uh, public gym, we um, are going to lose revenue. Um, we could potentially lose members long term. Uh, all these, all these different um, parts of the problem. Um, could I do anything about COVID? I mean, that was that was the cause of my problem with the gym. But could I do anything about that? No. So you know, I, I could I could say well, that was the problem. 
but um, and I write the problem out in detail and I analyze the parts of the problem, but I really, there's nothing in that that I can fix. I can't go to the governor and say, hey, Gov, listen, um, we need to loosen that up a little bit. Can't say, um, I don't think people are that sick. You know, I, I, I can't do that. That's not in my control. So when we write the problem, we have to say the problem that is in our control. Um, because there's a lot of problems. Um, you know, I was on a, uh, committee, um, for the school. It was called a shack committee. It's, um, oh, uh, health and health and wellness for uh, advisory committee. I can't remember what the S stands for. Um, but in a school health advisory committee. And this was probably a number of years ago, five or six years ago. And I was always dissatisfied with the meals they were serving in our cafeteria at our school um, for our kids. And I thought, that is that is just not healthy food. Um, and so I was on this committee. I thought, I'm going to change this. And this is going to be, we're going to have a better, uh, we're going to have a better system for this. Our kids are going to be able to eat better. Oh, it's going to be great. Well, come to find out as I was on the committee, and I understood how those calories and macronutrients and all that were calculated, I realized that wasn't on our district level. That was on a state level that that was mandated that, um, you know, basically is what they did. I thought, well, why can't we have a different meal? Because, you know, one meal might be low in calories one day and the next day might be like double or triple of what that one was. Well, come to find out that they averaged the the meals on seven days. And if they fit within, if that average fits the um, calories and macros for um, fits in the guidelines, then that's okay. They were just looking for the average. And when I realized that, I thought, okay, the problem is at a state level, um, not a district level. So if I, if I want to help with the problem, then I'm going to have to go to a state level and it's going to require a whole, whole lot more that I really wasn't interested in um, jumping off in that in that water. So I didn't, but it made me understand better that, okay, I can't, con- I, I could maybe make an impact on that problem, but I didn't want to. Um, so I thought, okay, what problem, how can I, maybe my kids don't eat at school. Maybe they, we fix them uh, lunches at home and they take lunches with them. That's, that's uh, something, um, the problem, I, I analyzed the parts of the problem and that's part of the problem that I can, I can work on. And with that, that kind of leads me into the next thing. The next um, strategy, the second one is brainstorm all the solutions. Um, brainstorm is just writing all those down. Um, when you analyze the parts of the problem, what what can solutions be? And I think it's great. Part of brainstorming is realistic and unrealistic. Because so, sometimes those crazy ones, you go, hmm, that's got some merit to it. That can maybe do something. Um, so going back to, to COVID and when that, when that happened, I thought, whew, you know, I don't really have any control over COVID. I can't do anything about that. But what can I do um, for our members? What can I do? Um, what can I do for, uh, for the gym to keep revenue going? Uh, so, so I kind of, I kind of tweaked some things and um, basically, um, turned it into a personal training studio. So members will still be able to come. It was just a uh, member access. They were all had access to online training. Um, and, and then there were some uh, members and clients that didn't feel comfortable coming into the gym um, under that manner. So some of them were working out at home. So I thought, okay, I, for all of April, every day I posted an at home workout. 
So I would um, go into one of the rooms and and sh- uh, video an at-home workout that our members could um, access on Facebook through our, our Facebook group um, and and do. And and not only that, but I also um, posted a daily video of to help you know whether it's to um, inspire, encourage, motivate our, our members or clients that weren't coming into the gym that were maybe stuck at home. Um, so I was able to, and, and we gave, um, I think it was daily. Um, we gave away prizes daily. Um, they'd have to comment and, and different things, you know, if, if they did the workout and all that. And we'd put all their names on a little spinny wheel, um, an app that I found, and, and we'd spin, pick a winner. Um, they could come by sometime and pick up their prize. Um, so we gave a prize away every day to um, – to everybody on our Facebook page in our group, um, I posted daily workouts. I posted daily uh, videos to uh, uh, just encouraging words um, to our members. Um, and, and is what I found is, and, and I started, you know, trying to. When all that happened, I thought, okay, what do I have control of? And, and these are some of. The, and, and for me, I thought, what do I? You know, th- that's that's when I started. Um, um, did a a thirty day obsession in April. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it was crazy nuts with the gym and trying to figure everything out. And I thought, you know, some of the things I don't have control over, but I do have control over myself. So that was a great opportunity to take, um, you know, and I was, I was able to, to, uh, actually lose like 10 or 15 pounds that month from, from focusing on what I have control over. And, and I did, I did the same thing with the rebound effect. I did that with the gym. I did that with the situation, but I also did that with myself. Um, like, you know, I, I want to lose a few pounds still. Um, what can I do? And I started, you know, uh, brainstorming ideas, realistic, unrealistic. Um, and, and, and sometimes, like I said, those unrealistic ones, you go, that's kind of crazy, but that might work with a little tweaking that might work. Um, and then, then you really just pick the top couple solutions, um, and kind of sort them out to find the best one. Would, would, um, just a daily workout worked? Um, sending out on, on Facebook for gym members. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, and if I just did that, if I had just, uh, uh, sent a video out daily, um, that was encouraging, would that work? Yeah, that probably would have worked. Um, if we had just given away a prize a, a day with that, yeah, that probably would have worked. But I thought, what if we combine all that? Um, and, and you know what? The interesting thing was for our, our community, our gym members, um, when things started straightening out, they all started coming back, but we came back stronger um, because, you know, gym members, you know, sometimes, you know, we all have routines. Uh, so we tend to go the same places um, each week, the same times each week. And the same thing is true with the gym. Um, people would come in about the same time, same days. They'd get to know each other. But really, if if you don't, um, if you, you know, if you don't, if you only come during that time or day, you don't really see everybody else that comes. Um, so you don't get to know those, those folks. Um, and this, this opportunity really kind of opened up for people to get to know each other, um, by posting, they'd make comments and other people would comment that, you know, they probably never knew that each other went to the same gym. And, and so it really, um, strengthened our community, um, as, as Synergy Fitness. And we came back from, um, and, and of course, like a lot of places, we lost uh, a lot of uh, members and clients that didn't come back. Uh, they um, they just didn't. And that's just and a lot of businesses went through that. Um, so, you know, like a lot, it was still tough um, as a business. 
Um, but, but I looked at it and said, okay, what are the solutions that I can, um, I can work on? And when our members did come back, they, um, they talked more. Um, it, it, it just really made our, uh, fit, you know, the virtual, um, part of the business that we had never really done before really, um, cemented, um, the relationships when we came back into the gym. Um, you know, they might not know each other's face, but they had seen names. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. And there was relationships created. Um, it was just a bonding of a family that I can't really explain that it just, uh, was so much more powerful than, um, before we, uh, went out for COVID and we, we changed, um, the way we did some things. And, and so it was a really good, um, it was a bad, it was a problem. COVID, you know, the whole world, um, experienced that, but, it was a problem that I say, okay, what are the parts of the problem? What are the parts I can control? Then what are some solutions? Um, and then the, then the third part of that is um, that I've already kind of mentioned is Im- I implemented this, those solutions. I came up with some realistic and unrealistic um, solutions and said, how can I craft these into something that might work? Uh, because nobody had ever experienced anything like that at all. Uh, so it's like, okay, how do we... How do we maneuver uh, maneuver this? And one of the big uh, buzzwords in 2020, 2021, uh, you don't hear it quite as much in 2022, was pivot. Um, you know, you, you had to pivot to be uh, to keep your business going. Um, and there's a lot of pivots. Um, sometimes it felt like we were pivoting in circles. Um, again, just back back to basketball. What happens when you pivot? You keep a foot planted there, but you turn in a different direction. You pick up the other foot and you you turn a different direction. Same thing is true with the business in, in uh, 2020, 2021, you know, we were still there, but we had to turn in some different directions um, to make some things work to, um, to be able to keep um, a gym, a fitness business going, um, which was very challenging. Um, But that's in part because uh, we implemented those solutions. We, we, we took action um, which is always the biggest thing is to take action. Uh, and, and we're able to rebound, um, out of, out of, you know, the last couple of years. Um, we're able to rebound, um, to that. And, 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 and that's just one big example of, um, implementing the rebound effect. And as if you notice, the rebound effect, you know, it, it was over two years, um, from, uh, just a little over two years when we were shut down two years ago from COVID. Um, so that rebound effect has been, I've been doing that, um, all through the last couple of years to, to, for us to be able to rebound, um, in 2022. Um, are we still back to where we were? No. Um, we still have, have a little ways to go. We still have some things to do. We still have, um, you know, we have, we have to revisit and say, okay, um, what kind of problems are we facing now? What are some realistic and unrealistic solutions that we can implement? We get, we pick some of them, then we put them into action and we, we keep doing that to, to rebound, um, continue to rebound for um, COVID, um, and what it did over the last couple of years to the business. And the interesting thing is about 
the rebound effect. If you think about, if we go back to basketball and, and I think about my kids when I talk about the rebound effect when I'm about to say this, but you know, when they started, they started in this program called Little Dribblers. Um, I think now they can start maybe kindergarten. And I don't remember how old our kids were. Um, my memory is not as great as, as Kim's is. Hers is like, she remembers every detail. Um, I can remember the price of gas and she can't, but I can't remember about when our kids were little when I was little but she can remember every detail um so it's always it's always funny but I don't remember how old necessarily they were when they started but you know they didn't they didn't really understand how to rebound the ball then they got a little older and they practiced and they got a little better at it they get a little better at it and then you fast forward to my kids being um in junior high and high school playing basketball and they, I mean, they know automatically how to get that rebound. It happens real fast. It's just almost second nature. It, you know, they grab it, they get down with it, pass the ball, get down the court. And the same thing is true with using, utilizing the rebound effect in our lives. We get better at it the more we use it. You know, the first time my kids learned how to rebound, they weren't good at it at all. They messed up. They, they might not have jumped. They might have, um, let somebody else steal the ball. I mean, all kinds of things. They might have grabbed it and walked instead of bouncing the ball. All kinds of things go wrong when they first learned um, the, how to rebound in basketball. And the same thing's true with us. We're going to mess up. We, we may not um, We may not be able to quite figure out what the problem is or the details of the problem. We may not be able to analyze the problem. We may think this is the problem, but it really wasn't the problem. Uh, we may come up with, um, we, we forget that we need to brainstorm all these ideas and we just think, okay, this is the one idea. Um, this is the only thing I can think of. This one we use, it doesn't work. We fail it. We go, oh, that, that didn't work. And then we might, we might kind of had the problem figured out. We might have kind of had a solution figured out. Oh, we forgot to put in action. We talked about it and we talked about it. And we didn't ever do anything about it. So the more we use these three strategies uh, to implement the rebound effect, the better and better we'll get. Uh, And and the same is is true now. You know, am I great at the rebound effect? No. Can I improve? You bet. But I think that's the way with, if we look at all basketball players, um, from my little kids playing at kindergarten to professionals, can they be better? Do they? And and we probably look at those pros and go, man, they, they can't be any better. They are amazing. But I guarantee you they're going, I, I could have done better. There's something I could have done. They know what they could have done better. And the same thing is true with us when we implement the uh, the rebound effect is that, you know, somebody else might go, man, he's doing great. She's doing great with that. But we know I kind of messed up on this part or that part. Um, but as we keep utilizing and implementing the rebound effect of what's the problem, brainstorm the solutions, implement the solutions. As we continue that cycle over and over with any problem, whether it's with a relationship, whether it's with a career, whether it's with school, whether it um, it is personal, um, maybe it's, maybe it's weight loss. What, you know, what's the problem? Let's, What's the parts of that problem of my weight loss? Why can't I? What are some solutions? Crazy and, and not so crazy. And then I pick some of them and I put them into action. That's that's utilizing the rebound effect. And, and when we can do it um, over and over and over, we're going to get better. And it, it doesn't matter how big our problem is. It doesn't matter. We can use the rebound effect because we're analyzing the parts of the problem. And we can break those down and have, and we can have solutions for each part of that problem. And then we can put that into action. And so you can take this big, massive problem and uh, use the rebound effect to, to 
laser focus it in onto those little parts of the problem. Um, and just like um, my kids got better conditioned to rebound the ball, we get better conditioned um, at the rebound effect. Um, we get quicker and quicker at it. It, you know, it's not like, what am I going to do? Oh, oh, oh. It's like, oh, I know exactly. I'm going to use the rebound effect. I'm going to do these three strategies, um, and start making some changes. And we get, we get better at starting it. And, and so just, just understand that you're not going to be perfect at the first time. You're not going to be perfect at it every time, but conditioning is getting a little better each time and you're going to get quicker and quicker and quicker. And I just want to take a little time today and share the rebound effect with you that that um, I've used it in all kinds of different problems, areas in my life. And it um, it works. It works. Um, if you put those strategies in place, um, the rebound effect, it, it worked for my business for COVID. It work, has worked for my weight loss. It has worked for uh, relationships. It has worked for uh, so many things um, in my life. Um, that I just wanted to share a little bit with you that... Um, is, is it always easy? Is implementing solutions always easy? It's not. Um, there's nothing about the rebound effect that, that is easy. It's, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult. Um, sometimes it'll go by. It'll, okay, that's an easy rebound. But sometimes um, it's going to take years. Um, it's taken years to work on rebounding from, from COVID for my business. Um, it takes years of repeating the cycle of the rebound effect to move you in a forward direction. Um, and that's the goal with the rebound effect is to move in a forward direction. So I hope you can utilize the rebound effect. Um, see it in the areas that, that you can use in your life, um, whatever areas that may be. Um, I challenge you to try it out um, and, and, and see what happens. And I think um, you'll find just as I did over all the different areas of my life that it has worked time and time again um, when you use those three strategies of what's the problem, what are the solutions, and put them into action. And you'll find that the rebound effect works for you too. Hey, we'll see y'all next time. And as I tell my wife, came every night before I go to bed, it's bottom of the night, double A, out. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to connect with Aaron, you can do so by going to aarondegler.com or find him on social media as Aaron Degler on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Once again, we greatly appreciate you tuning in. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We greatly appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Mind Body Project Podcast.